Hey, everybody, it's John, and thanks to everybody who helps us out every week by going to patreon.com slash steal this beer and throwing a couple of bucks our way so that we can mail beers to our guests and have some fun conversations resulting from that. So uh, if you're not already, go check it out. It's patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, as Cass says, a little bit goes a long way, and we appreciate the support. Now, here come the sirens. Steal This Beer, a candid weekly discussion about beer, over beer, by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. Hey y'all, it's five o'clock on Monday and we are stealing beer. I'm Augie Carton. Hi, Geek Harton. I'm John Hall. Hey, Mr. John Hall. How the hell are you? Good. You sound uh, hungover. Yeah, a little bit. I, I, you sound like you're, bit, brought to, you're brought to us got, by Advil and water this morning. I've got, yeah, it's uh, sunglasses. Oh, um, yeah, you've we are. already cut out. You cut out Terrible. there. Did I? Yeah. Yeah, okay? I love I love this new filter that you've installed that every time you start speaking about your bad behavior, it automatically cuts out to save you from the prosecution later on. But your honor, no tape exists. Yeah, prove it. Uh, <laughs> wow. Burden what a wild burden. night, Augie. Yeah, this is America. The burden of proof is on you. Officer. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> And Why do I believe Hi, that you've actually said those words <laughs> in an actual setting before? All right. Speaking of committing crimes, our accomplice stealing beer today is Heather McReynolds. How the hell are you? <laughs> I'm good. Hey, how's it going? Did I cut out again? Yeah, you okay, did, but also I'm like, just trying to, like, now you guys all have of us are edge. trying to rack our brains and saying like, well, what crimes has Heather committed? No, 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 because, you know, we call this show Steal This Beer and we refer to our guests as accomplices oh, and the host is thieves. Right. So right. those are all things that involve crimes. You know, that was a good segue that you blew, buddy. Um, <laughs> can blame it on the Internet. All right. So, Heather, last time I think we were in each other's company um, was somewhere in Brooklyn at a little brewery drinking and you had just officially left six point brewing to go to guinness sales is that right do i have that right uh i mean you're gonna remember the location and, and date better but you know being at a place in brooklyn sounds about right yeah. for the setting of maybe the last what time was, i saw you but no i, I, I did justin? <laughs> justin what was a brewery it might help for context i think it was one we, of we had just recorded we it was one of those uh, early industry events at uh, Folks Beer that I used to do. Uh, there All right, so there's hey, the context, Heather. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, yeah. But no, I, I I didn't do sales for Guinness. That's that sounds oh. accurate, except for that bit. I didn't do sales. What were you doing with them? Um, well, they created this really interesting role. My official title was uh, social media correspondent, which is a little <laughs> bit uh, a, a little long of a title. But basically, like I uh, created educational social media content for them. I was like their in-house beer influencer, basically. Um, so pretty fun gig. Um, 
it's just funny. I came into it thinking that like I would be talking about, you know, alpha acid conversion in the kettle and things like this coming from the brewing background. And, you know, these were people that were like, no, Heather, you have to explain to us what a yeast ester is. And it's like, oh, okay, we're we're at that level. All right, cool. Um, Understood. Yeah. Proper ways to shotgun a nitro can. <laughs> I that's actually, actually don't an think interesting I question. Does the widget block shotgunned? it? Yeah, that's what I, I. That was like an actual yeah. legitimate question. As I'm thinking about right. like <laughs> social media influences. Yeah, let's try it. Yeah, I mean, it's. I would imagine the widget would get in the way. Hmm. I would. Anyway, think no, isn't too. the widget? Is Guinness one of the ones where the widget is glued to the bottom? No, 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 no. That was an early version of the widget. Um, but the widget they're using now is the is the ball. Um, okay. Oh my gosh, that was so many questions too. I was fielding on social if angry people DMing us. I found this ball in my can of Guinness and now I'm not <laughs> feeling well. And it's like, all right, calm down, Shirley. You're fine. No, I'm Jeez. not feeling well. And now I don't feel well. These are, these are the same people who believe that they now have microchips in them from, from booster shots. So Probably. yeah, this is just the evolution of yeah, it all gets it's of crazy. That's, that's that's Bill Gates' big head fake. He makes that everybody's focusing on the shots, but in reality, it's the Guinness widget that's sneaking his <laughs> microchips in everybody. <laughs> You're looking at the right hand, and he's he's getting his his uh, microchip in you with the left. Do you have some sort of post Guinness agreement wait. where we're making you wildly uncomfortable? Yeah. Are with you, all are you, no, are you no, no. Do you have NDAs about the Guinness widget chipping? Um, no, no. Good, good, good. <laughs> anyway, I mean, you just you seem like you want us to move side. on from this really quickly without further exploring. But exploring actually, how no. But Heather, you've moved on to Hopsteiner, which is which is super interesting to me because I, yeah. I've got, I'm going to start my first question for you about Hopsteiner. Is for some reason when we opened ten years ago, so back when you were brewing in Brooklyn and I was mm-hmm. starting to brew in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I remember people telling me Hopsteiner didn't deal with little breweries and they didn't do small shit. And mm-hmm. in my 10 years, Hopsteiner has been one of our, you know, really reliable go-to suppliers. But I really do remember being told that, although I've never seen it. So is that, was there any truth to that? Is that just a misunderstanding I had at the beginning? You know what I mean? Like, or have they made a cut? Cause they're super involved with craft now. But I think 10 years ago, they were consciously not. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not super well versed in how Hopsteiner did business, you know, (laughs) you know, a year ago, much less 10 years ago. But yeah, that's the impression I get was, you know, we, you know, it's, it's a lot of work to just take care of hops for the big guys, right? Like it's a whole nother bucket of eggs if you're going to handle thousands and thousands of craft brewers um so yeah it was a conscious decision to realize oh yeah like this is an important market and we can do cool things here um yeah so it's it's definitely become a focus and i i think we are doing some really cool things with craft brewers as far as like our breeding program goes and just kind of like the business terms that we have with brewers and things like that like yeah 
So what are you up to over there? What's your role here? Are you still social media manager or whatever it was? What's, what's this role? <laughs> no. Are you, are you no, here to tell um, us how to shotgun Mylar bags of Howler Tyler Middle Fruit? Uh, if you figure out how to shotgun pellets, uh, well, <laughs> I hope your stomach's okay after that. <laughs> it never is. It never is. It never is. But uh, um, anyway, so what is this role? Yeah, no. So my my title now is uh, Northeast Craft Sales. Um, So I'm in the Northeast. I'm talking to brewers who, you know, make craft beer, basically. Um, You know, I I, I think the team was really excited about my social media and marketing background because um, our marketing team at the moment is, you know, kind of small. So it's, you know, they they recognize the value in having those communication skills and things like that. But no, for the moment, I'm 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 going to breweries and I'm talking to people and talking about the kind of stuff that we have. Um, so it's just, really cool. Just, I, I really like it. We just used a hop from you guys in a John sit down. I know this is going to shock you a big ass hazy IPA uh, yeah. um, <laughs> called Sultana. Uh, yeah. Did we buy that from you? Do you cover us? Yes. Yeah. Your guys. Nope. Uh, Look I, at me. Really Look at me. So I did. Look at deals. you fishing for the discount. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, your guys, uh, Andrew, and Mike, I'm working really closely with them. Shout Perfect. out to them. They're Perfect. good. Dudes. good. Um, they are. They yeah, are a I, wonderful team. Both. Yeah. I, I came by a couple weeks ago with my colleague, Charlie, who's also oh. he's been doing sales for Hopsteiner in the Northeast for the last like five or six years. Yeah, um, Charlie's the name I know. But I, it's a, yeah. when you gave your job description, I was like, I think this means Heather covers us. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, awesome. basically, you know, there's a lot of breweries in the Northeast and it's just at a certain point, it's kind of a numbers game. Like Charlie is one person and his territory is like Delaware to Quebec. Like, Really? There's so many, so many breweries you can see in a day and talk to people. So and a lot yeah, of they, us use a lot of hops. Like yeah, I think yeah. I would imagine. Do you get actually? That's an interesting question. Do you know if the Northeast has a significantly higher demand for hops these days than the rest of the world, or is that just my prejudice about New England IPAs and and you know Northeast IPAs? I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say it's got any more demand than like any other okay. part of the country per se. Just thinking Damn about it. like the ubiquitous of hazy beers and yeah. IPs in general. Um interesting. I mean, compared to other countries, that might be a different conversation. Oh but, yeah. yeah. I, I just wanted I wanted other half and trillion together to use more hops than any two <laughs> states. All right. Anyway. All right. So what brings us together on Steal This Beer is a candid conversation of beer. What it is, not what we hoped it'd be. What it's doing, not what we thought it would do. And where we would drink it, not how hard it was to get. So to facilitate that, we drink blind out of black glasses. Uh, Cans of beer this week that were obfuscated in artisanal tinfoil by Justin Kennedy. This is not artisanal. This is... This is your trail. The lines. Yeah, this they is Reynolds Trap. Yeah. Craft craft foil has uh blurred the lines. Crafty foil. I, I really can't tell the difference anymore. Um <laughs> supply um, chain issues. Yeah. Supply chain issues. Anyway, so Heather has the beers. I heard you mention you saw Justin and got beers. Is that yep, right? I gave it to her yesterday. Yep. Right. And yeah, they are well, and are you drinking out of a mug or something opaque, or do you see liquid? Uh, I don't have an opaque mug. I haven't even cracked. Am I? Am I doing? Oh, it? get yeah, to please. it. Get to it. Which, yep. Going get with to number it. one. So, 
Number one starts it all. Number one. Um, in my case, it's a 12 ounce can. Yes. Or yes. a small can. I guess it could be some liters. I don't understand. Um, and I am getting, I don't know, pale ale with too much booze. What are you getting? <laughs> yeah, that that actually very succinctly sort of sums up. This is like it's a chewy, malty. Yeah. IPA. Um, but not not I. But it's it to me it tastes like like a Sierra type beer with way too much booze in it. Like somebody shot somebody did a vodka shot into a Sierra. Well, Everclear is probably the better better route. But it's um, sure. well, yeah. I only I only drink really clean vodka. <laughs> Running it through your coffee filters that's, at home. That's right, yeah. Triple <laughs> triple distilled. Triple distilled. Um, yeah, it's. What's interesting about the hops on this, though, is there's not a lot of. Um, uh, What's interesting hop- about the hops on this is how 2004 they are. Well, that, that's that's what I'm trying to say. There, there's not a lot of discernible characteristics from it, right? Like mm-hmm. yesterday, I was drinking Nugget Nectar. Um, this is clearly not Nugget Nectar, but like you get like those really bright, juicy orange uh, and citrus off of that still, even though that's like an old school recipe yeah. and old school IPA. Um, here it's sort of just landing as bitter, like it's bitter and booze and I, I don't hate it. Um, and it makes me, I don't know, on a frigid February day, like I'm kind of digging it or January day, whatever day it is, uh, days have (laughs) lost all meaning in a pandemic, but, um, there's just, there's something that's sort of like, okay, like I could go outside after drinking one of these and not feel the cold immediately. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. So fair enough. So yeah. So for me, it's like of a style, but not my favorites of the style, right? So it's like ninety, but not ninety. It's like Maharaja, but not Maharaja. Oh God. It's, no. um, you know what I mean? It's 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 probably most stone like. Um. But but again, to me, the booze feels out of whack with the recipe. It's like it's like they added booze with that with that hop dose. Um. But yeah, it's it's. It's a comfortable, familiar flavor. And I think you're right, John. Like, I can't tell you which sea hops are in it, but I'm sure it's one or two of the classic Cascade Centennial, you know. If if only we had somebody well-versed in the hop industry. (laughs) Heather, what's Hop Cider doesn't do the sea hops, though. No, 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 no. We do. We do. I mean, you know, the the USDA government program hops, like, yeah, definitely. Those are, those are open for everyone to grow uh, uh, and sell a broker. It's I just, just always more... think of, I always think of Hopsteiner as the, the place to go for the interesting derivatives of the classics, right? If you're like, you know, like lemon drop and so on. I feel like, if you're like, I wish this could be more lemony. It's like, I bet you Hopsteiner does that. And then you call oh, see, up. I have a totally different impression of Hopsteiner. So, really? <laughs> yeah. What do you, what does your brew experience tell you about Hopsteiner? I'm, I'm just knowing them from the, like from the from the various beer conferences, and isn't Hopsteiner the one that like crowns a hop queen every year, like a woman who walks around in like a <laughs> green hop dress with like a crown of hops around her head? If they are, I, mean, I don't know that. Is that real, Heather? <laughs> that's that's a thing in Germany. Um, I don't know <laughs> that we do that specifically. I think that's more like um, you know when you get together yeah. for a festival at the end of harvest season, like 
you crown yeah, a hop queen. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's not necessarily us per se, but yeah. I always thought it was like tradition. the Hopsteiner parties where like there is like a, a young woman walking around with a crown of hops upon her head and, <laughs> you know, all of the lecherous old dudes were like, hey. Um, hey. Yeah, it always you know felt like so- a little, yeah. Surprise, guys! I'm the hop queen. <laughs> Yay! Royalty. I know. I know royalty. I know royalty. No. Well, all right. Oh, well, no. Your Majesty, <laughs> beer, beer one. Then, what's this doing for you? Yeah. Well, now that you've had a chance to get your face wrapped yeah, around what, it, what do you think? What of is your royal decree? Now that we've been okay with it, right? Our yeah, read on it is not yeah. super strong or passionate. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, yeah, um, it's. It, it's giving me like, you know, that big alcohol with a little bit, the, the sweet malt behind it, you know, so you know that it's, you know, a big alcohol bomb. But yeah, I, yeah. I think I get a little bit more than bitter from the hops. Like I do get like a nice vaguely floral, vaguely fruity thing, but yeah, no, it's not, um, it's, it's, it's booze basically. Yeah. Like, it, eh, and it's like, know. I, I'm sure that that's appealing in a lot of ways. And like I'm saying in the right circumstances, but I, I don't know for, for, for beer one, Justin, I'm now terrified as to where we're going to be. Yeah, going. This is here. where Justin's starting. <laughs> so typically you guys are in for a ride today. Let me say that. Uh, fuck you. Oh, good. Uh, typically Heather, he starts us with a pretty standard German lager. And by, cause we do two shows back to back. So by, by mm-hmm. beer four of our day. So it's some ridiculous 18% barley wine that's going to just what was the, send a couple, send a couple of months ago our, when you us gave us delirium as the final beer. That mm-hmm. was that was yeah, a that bad was, that was a bad night. I will tell you, though, wow. I think we talked about it on that show. Um, delirium, <laughs> hits, for it. delirium hits different than every beer. <laughs> yes. Like there's that's something great. to delirium's mix where I agree with even that. I who have have practiced at doing the show drank that one and i and an ounce of that beer in i was like i am getting wasted quick here what could this beer be yeah. <laughs> and then it's only eight and a half percent i think this is higher alcohol but somehow easier to understand all right yeah. so let's not waste time here so right. so heather the next trick for the beer game is where you would drink it and i feel like you know where i feel like i'm gonna find this one john hall is on tap at some event surrounded by Mexican lagers and seltzers. You know okay. what I mean? I feel like no. I feel like this is gonna be in a sports arena or a concert venue, and it's gonna be like, no. All right, I'll take that one. You know, what I mean? no, this is too acceptable. high. This 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 is gonna be one of those ones where you can only sell two of these versus like the nine that they want you to sell. This that's a good point. Yeah, I, I would I, I understand I, what you're saying. Like this would be the I can only have two beers tonight, but I want to make it really count and punish myself in the morning. Yeah, um, this is this is re reinvigorating my hangover, if that helps at all. <laughs> I only you can answer that question. Heather, where where would you drink? Yeah, this where would you drink beer? this? I would probably drink this uh, doing karaoke in K-Town, maybe with yes. like with like work colleagues or something. At, and like, it's just evolving. Like, here's the question. Though. Just... At what point in the night do you add this to the, because you don't start with this beer. No, no, no. This is one of those um, beers where you're like, well, where, yeah. Where would you put this in a night lineup of karaoke? Yeah. So like you, you went out to dinner, like you, yeah. you've had the conversation, maybe you even had like wine at dinner or like something, you know, 
fitting or fancier or something like that. But then you get to the karaoke spot and they have this on tap and you're like, oh, hell yes, it's going down. I'm not going home until 4 a.m. Great. This, <laughs> yeah. This Somebody is one of those find the lead think... afford. <laughs> yeah. This, this, is, this is one of those ones where you have it and then 45 minutes later, you have the idea that leads to the good time that you don't necessarily remember. Oh, so like last night. This, yeah, this this is the this is the inspiration beer. This is you've already had a couple. I'm totally with Heather on that. You have this beer, and then later on, something triggers in the back of your brain where you're like, "We should definitely go to the Sands See, in Bethlehem I feel, I, right now." I know because it's whole- like it's totally random and it's totally weird, and yeah. then like you find yourself in an Uber See, to the I Sands feel- in Bethlehem. It's funny, and I know my whole shtick is to just contradict whatever you say, so here I go. Uh-huh. But as you describe that, I imagine getting this beer at that exact moment and having it snap me into a bit of sensibility because of how boozy it is, right? Like, like yeah, but I'm saying 40, makes me 45 aware minutes, of you I'm finish doing. the can, and it's for, this is the 45 yeah. minutes later where the, I got you. yeah, All your right. brain shrinks you. a little bit. And I like I like your call for the Sands in Pennsylvania rather than Atlantic City. <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's not rather Atlantic City. City. It's like, not Yonkers. It's yeah. Let's go west to, to Bethlehem. In Easton in Bethlehem. Is this yeah. is this a sponsored podcast? Are you guys sponsored by the? I, I Sands know, but we're trying. Not to my we, knowledge, but we it are seeing Ryan Hart snuck one in. John, you're giving it away. <laughs> <laughs> god damn it john uh all right, all right you so guys want to know what this what is? is it what is it this is monster oh. energy monster energy <laughs> Dale, double dale's ipa what oh, oh god oh god oh justin imperial this, and this can is like this can is like uncomfortably budweiser-esque with the amount uncomfortably of british going on. actually i feel like yeah. I, I feel like I should be saying God save the queen or something. Oh, I like guess that. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what? They also it is packaged, kind of Union Jackie. Augie, Augie, to your point, they packaged this in 19.2 ounce cans uh, that they probably sell at sporting <laughs> events. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Maybe I've had, maybe, because I don't think I've ever had double bail. No, this is brand new. This just came out like last week. Revolutionary. Oh, okay. that, yeah. I was going to say, that, but so it can't be that I tasted it and was like, I have had this at a concert. No, and I don't remember what the concert was because I was just drinking stovepipes of it. It just came out a few weeks ago. Yeah. Wow, I can't wait to have this with caffeine in it. This is going to be amazing. (laughs) All right, um, Justin, God bless you, Justin. Why did you do this to us? I couldn't figure out the order this week. So this is a little bit of a reverse. We're going to go down from here. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank God. Um, But don't give anything away. I don't want to presuppose. But um, Uh, I I guess it is basically just Dale's with a shot of vodka in it. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Do you want to know what hops are in there? Yes. Do we know? Yeah, of course. So they so they describe it. Double Dales is brewed with juicy tropical El Dorado and complex yep. tallest hops, keeping with the Dales tradition of utilizing only American hops. And they describe Talus. it as fruity and piney. Well, that's, I'll that's give them, how I'll give them piney, but and 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 Heather definitely said fruity. So so I guess both of those. Um, actually, thank thank goodness we have a hop expert 
or newly minted hop expert on the show. What's Talus? I've heard the name, but it's not occurring to me what I would think of it sensory wise. Do you know it, Heather? You know what? It's uh, no, it's not a hop in my portfolio. Um, I think that came from a breeding program from either Yakima Chief or Haas. Yeah, it's Yakima Chief. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. no, it's it's you know because it's bred by a specific company. We 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 don't we don't sell it. We don't grow it. Um, uh, so I yeah, def- don't I'm know anything. About- I'm definitely aware of it, but it, nothing about it's coming to mind. And usually, you know, usually I'll at least have a dominant flavor to assign to every name I hear. I guess mm-hmm. not. All right. Anyway, so let's talk about your breeding program because um, people do find that interesting when we get onto it. So, Hopsteiner is a new york-based company right but for some reason i associate it largely with germany is that just a because of the name or good marketing yeah sure i mean mean, well we we started in germany in 1845 uh father-son team and uh yeah it's cool you mentioned new york because i think it's really rad um we opened up an office in new york city in 1886 which if you think about the context of that time New York state hops were in full bloom, yeah. right? There were a lot of brewers in New York city, cranking out a lot of lagers. So they saw an opportunity to do business in America. And so, yeah, I, I, I think it's really badass that it's still a family run company and we've had our offices in New York city since the late 1800s. I mean, you know, obviously since then things have changed and hops have moved out West. So we've moved out West too. Um, the majority of people who work for Hopsteiner live in Yakima, which is where we have, our farms and that breeding program and our warehouses and our pelletizing facility and our downstream product facility, and you know, all of that sort of stuff. Um, but, you know, like the business offices and the finance team and stuff like that is all still here in New York. Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool. Do, do you have to, so you guys are in Trump tower. Uh-huh. Are, are you walking? I haven't been up to that area of the city. Are there still like protesters and barriers and everything else up? around that building these days <laughs> no no thank god there's still those like um nypd con- concrete blocks out front i guess to like prevent any person from like running their car into the building or something um but no there's you know i'm, I'm glad i don't have to I, I don't go to the office very often in fact um i think not a lot of my colleagues do either just because they all work from home right now um yep. but no it's 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 yeah I'm glad there's not protesters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just to get to work. We're, um, we're just here for hops, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just we're, we're just, just we're, try, we're just trying to give you all widgets. Leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> I left the widget company. Stop harassing me. <laughs> Keep your um, widgets out of my beer. <laughs> uh, so yeah. so tell me, because because again, I, I've touched on it lately, but when. When we met, you were in boots. Actually, you know what's funny is I had a memory on Facebook pop up uh-huh. of me brewing with you guys eight years ago on January twenty second for one of Aww. the charity. One of the charity. Remember that old ASPCA thing yeah. you guys used to do? So literally, was beer that for, it was called on? what? Yeah, beer, beers and beasts with beer yeah. advocates. Yep. Yeah. Beers yep. for so, beasts. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So Jesse and I popped up there eight years yeah. ago yesterday and brewed Aww. with you and Pete and made yeah. some beer for beasts. So I just thought that was a funny coincidence that you were coming on the show. So you know what's but funny? So, 
I Tell remember me. exactly what beer we made. Do you? What it sounds like it? you don't remember. No, I'll keep I, this so, I don't. <laughs> yeah. So, well, it, it, I mean, I, I think I tell this story whenever your name pops up, but basically you, whenever you tasted like six point house beers made in Red Hook, apparently jelly. our yeast. Yes. You got this jelly, jelly. thing. So mm-hmm. you wanted to make. Wait, I'm sorry. Jelly or deli? Yes. Jelly. 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 Grape Concord jelly. There was a okay. he, there was he something would always about get, that house that made things taste like jelly. And the thing is, you know, our house yeast at the time was just, you know, WLP001, you know, California right. ale yeast. You know, we didn't let mm-hmm. it go more than like 10 generations. So no idea what it could have been doing in our brew house to get that. But like you wanted to make mm-hmm. a peanut butter and jelly beer. And, and so you know, uh, now pe- I remember it was a porter. <laughs> yeah. It was a porter with PP2. And no, and I no, think no. just your. Uh, it was, no, it was a wheat beer. It was a wheat beer. It was a wheat beer. Okay. Well, but it was, it was remember, an American wheat beer. Yeah. But yeah. I remember. Um, so I remember. So the only thing I really wanted to do that was get like straight off a cone because we did a tiny little batch of this shot. It was, it yep. was, you know, yeah, it was like, yeah, like, yeah. You know, it wasn't more than 20 gallons, but I remember exactly. being like, we have to pull yep. from one of the cones of the thirties for yep. the yeast. Cause, cause I don't think it'll work if we pitch it. I, yeah, yep. I remember that. But yeah. so back then it, 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 it turned out great. It was yep. called peanut butter was, shop ale. Peanut butter, what? Peanut butter shop ale. Wow. Uh, Did you just shopping. Google that? It's on untapped. The guys at Carton Brewery detected notes of grape jelly in one of six point <laughs> inspiring them to create this PB and J brew with some oil free peanut mashed in. This bready wheat ale is smothered in peanut butter and topped with those notes of jam. 4.8 percent alcohol. Yeah. yeah, sounds about right. Drink if you have good. allergies. <laughs> that is so so. Can you imagine? Like, that's Turned eight years ago. That's eight Aww. years ago. And these days, that same idea would would end up with, you know, Bolero snort lactose burrowing, and we'd have to make peanut butter <laughs> and jellies and throw them into the mash tun. <laughs> and this was all. Uh, this what is kind all of just... artisanal nut butter have you used? <laughs> this, but this is all. This is back when we were just, you know, just sensing things in beer and trying to play around. Yeah, them. yeah. And before we yeah. before we started just dumping Twinkies into everything. <laughs> Um, you want to know what the, you guys have Willard uh, Scott come out and what, talk about wait, what are the untapped ratings? <laughs> you, uh, what's two, the first one? I don't taste peanut butter or jelly. Two point nine. Awesome. Oh. <laughs> That's John Hall. John Hall username. Yeah. Oh. Well, that beer like would have only stabbed in the heart. Uh, don't worry about it. So that's a that's a damn near perfect untapped rating for a creative beer. Um, Gothamite gave but, it one, one out of five. Oh <laughs> no! But so who, but who so did, wait wait Justin, what's his name? Southern Gothamite. I don't know. I'm just reading these oh. untapped reviews. This this person listens the to the show, and yeah, but here's the thing: we're on that. to you now. It would have only been available at that fest. So whoever exactly. was there exactly. was. It got 40 check-ins, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hang on a second. What's What was that screen name? Southern Gothamite? Southern Gothamite. So who do we know <laughs> that would have been at that fest that, we, that comes from down south but now lives in New York City, Justin? Who do we know that uh-huh. grew up down south it's from and now... You're now based uh, in I don't know. 
Kennedy, do you not know he's talking about you? Oh, yeah, me. Yeah, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Justin. Yeah, like, I, thought, I thought that was a he's pretty gonna decent setup. He's going to get it. I loved it. Setup, yeah. I loved it. I was like, he's going to get it. And I was like, if I if I let this go until Justin figures out this joke, we'll, we'll lose the whole episode. Um, so actually, actually, Justin and I are both from Florida. Do you remember that time, Justin? We saw no, each other from in Florida. Jacksonville Airport. Oh, but that's he's right. not from Florida. But yes, Heather and I uh, ran into each other and maybe more than once in an airport in Florida. My in-laws live there. I'm not from there. Oh, that's right. That's right. Justin is from wherever they pronounce the vowel E like the vowel I. <laughs> Virginia. Yep. 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 All right. Anyway, so let's let's continue to talk about this. This move. Do you miss what do you I'm sure you miss something. What do you miss about actually wearing boots? I mean, there's nothing better at the end of the day of, you know, enjoying a beer that you made and sharing it with people, especially if those people enjoy it too. And like getting a little buzz with them or getting a little bit drunk with them on that beer. Like that's a really cool feeling. I remember the first time it happened. It's kind of like, this is, this is amazing. This is where I need to be. So I, yeah, exactly. I, I, I miss, I miss that. I miss, I miss that creation of something. Um, and I was really far removed from it in my role at Guinness and I really missed it. So I really, that's one as- aspect of this job that I really, really do love is that I am back into it. And, you know, I get brewers who are friends of mine who say, Hey, I'm working on this beer. You know, I want to work with Hopsteiner. What do you, what, what hops do you like for this, for this style or whatever? Like that's, that's really cool for me. Um, I have a couple people who want to do collabs. So that's really fun too. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, let me be in the brew house for a brew day. Like hundred percent. Like Is, I do get do to you guys back, have be back a small R and D brewery. No, no, we don't. So our philosophy is, you know, we're, we're not the brewers. We are <laughs> the hop experts. We grow, breed, all of that stuff, but we're not the brewers. We're not the end users. So we'd rather give those hops out to trial to a bunch of brewers who can actively give feedback and say, yes, this works great. Eh, this is all right. Or no, just throw that one away. <laughs> like, it, it, you know, yeah, they're the experts, not us. All right. So we have to move on to beer too. I've just had a sip. It's, it's fun. Stop. It's pretty. And it's interesting. So you guys start drinking beer too. And we'll start talking about it, but let's talk about, so I know you. I, this is a new role for you, right? You've been doing this for about a year, and you've been doing it oh. in the remote. Am I right? No, it's like about no, no, like like six months. <laughs> okay, so exactly. So a, so I'm it's pretty, possible. I'm, I'm pretty green. It's pretty possible much. you won't have. Oh, I get it. Oh boy, oh, man, yuck! Where's Don C when you need him? Boom. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, um, so it's possible you haven't gotten much exposure to this, but one of the, one of the you know, so you were talking about giving it to brewers and getting feedback and all that. But one of the more interesting things to me um, about all hop programs, hop steiners as well, um, is kind of the sensory notes and who picks what to talk about and how they come about. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's obviously all the data sets you need. And then there's all these, you know, we get blah, 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 blah. Um how does that come to be and how helpful do you find it as you're doing sales these days versus you know because most of us don't brew many single hop beers so if you want Mm -hmm. to 
talk about what a hop you're doing does in a beer. How, you know, how can you lean on that? How does that come about the bee? Do you not lean on it? Do you, do you try to do only your own, you know, do you rub every pellet? Talk to me about that process. <laughs> I should have known you were going to ask me a sensory question, Augie. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I mean, um, the show, the show is a thinly veiled, or I should say heavily blanketed uh, <laughs> sensory exercise. We don't talk about it. Yeah. Enough, right. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all we do. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I you know, Sorry. on the data side of things, you know, we're definitely, you know, getting the feedback from people on on rubs and how it's in beer to to map out, you know, spider graphs of, you know, uh -huh. this is what people are getting. Like we're we are relying on a lot of data for things like that. Um, but at the end of the day, it, you know, when I'm talking about any particular hop, you know, I'll kind of reference how other brewers are using it. Um, you know, if they're using it in, you know, this proportion or this proportion or it, it, but the other side of my job too, it's like, we got a lot of hops. Like, let me just send you some, like, right. let me, let me let you play around with it. You know, uh -huh. you, you know, see what you get from it. See, you know, yeah. I, Fun again, I'm not, you know, we, we're not yeah. brewers. We're the experts yeah. on all of these other things, but we're not the brewers. So you know, I can, I can give suggestions on how it might turn out in a final beer and I can talk about what other people are doing, but at the end of the day, you know, you know, what's best for the people who are drinking your beer, you know, you're, you're now, a brewer. So absolutely. But, but you have, you have, you know, real roots in brewing and real roots mm -hmm. in hop forward brewing. So when you do you fantasy write recipes every now and then when you're, pulling samples and fooling around or, you know <laughs> are you like oh i'd love to three two on this with eureka and lemon dropper you know what i mean like are, do, yeah do you catch yourself sure. doing that and have you found anybody that you can like is it and is it and is it me are you are you yeah, i was gonna say, i was gonna like, say this, this this is a this what a beautiful setup for Hey, you right. had this really August, cool recipe yeah. and access to amazing hops. Uh -huh. Well, yeah. I, I did. No, no, no. But yeah. no, but what I'm saying I, is, what I'm saying is, is there anybody she when she gets these fantasies, does she just call up certain brews she knows she's got a good enough relationship <laughs> where if she says it the right way, it'll happen, and she'll get to do it without actually having to go get wet. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> definitely. I will. You're I like, mean, ah, that's, that's hey, where... Jimmy, you know what I was drinking yesterday? Really got yeah. me thinking about. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Well, that's mm -hmm. where it kind of lays in. Like I said, too, you know, I, I am really fortunate. I, you know, I have a great group of uh, a network of friends around me here in the city because I've been here for like right. nine years now, but like having all of these friends who are awesome brewers, like, yeah, definitely. Like, like I mentioned, you know, the friend who, you know, was, you know, asking about brewing a, a Czech beer and he's like, what do you right. recommend alongside like saws? And I was like, oh, you know, Contessa for sure. Ooh, like you get these cool fun. green tea notes there. Like that's going to be cool to layer in with that, to give you like another note in there. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I do get to get that out a little bit. Um, right and I think I, I mentioned like, you know, people who are like, let's just do a full on collaboration and put Hopsteiner on the right. can. It's like, yeah, for sure. I will be there for that. Like, let me send you some hops for that because <laughs> selfishly. Yeah. Now, did, I you, be there did you, did you get to day. have, <laughs> now, did you get to have outlets like this at Guinness, um, you know what I mean? Because it was actually a brewery or was there a much more dramatic wall or barrier between brewing and, and marketing and that kind of giant ass company? 
well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, you know, it's, it's Diageo. And so it, it, I think because Diageo is an English-based company, they, they, their company culture is, is really, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like compartmentalized. Diff? It is very, yeah. this is that job and this is that job and that kind of thing. Um, but rigid because of my role, rigid is a good word. Yeah. I, I, you know, I was talking about the brewing process at times. So I would get to go to Dublin and I would have the opportunity to brew a pilot batch with the guys there, which was incredible. Um, I'm sure really that's cool for me. even I, who that's am fun. totally against big fucking industry <laughs> would be pretty fucking psyched to brew at Guinness Dublin. I, I can't, I cannot, I cannot thinly veil my, my hipsterism enough. To, <laughs> no, I fucking definitely would love to brew a day at fucking Dublin. No doubt. That's I cool. mean, we're, we're, we're talking pilot batches, but yeah, but yeah, you but know, still, when they, when, but pilot batches yeah. of something that wasn't stout. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, so this was my question though, because Augie was asking you about, you know, as you're smelling these hops and and, and doing rubbings, like, are you creating recipes for all uh-huh. of the years that you were at? Let's just call it Big Stout for a minute. Um, <laughs> when when you were there, um, did you ever? Were you ever opening up and and watching some of those beautiful cascading nitro pours and saying, boy, you know, I really would love to take the Guinness recipe and do X to it. Like, is if you could get the normal Guinness recipe, but put your own spin on it, did you ever, as a brewer, think about what you would do? I don't, you know what? I actually don't know if I ever had that thought just because like Guinness draft is, it's a beautiful beer. Like it's, it's kind of perfect. Like, I, I don't know that I ever you know, I, I guess, you know, when you're saying it right now, it's like, oh, I don't know, add some more coffee to it or something. But, mm-hmm. but you know, like, I, I wouldn't do that, though. Like, you don't, it doesn't need it, you know? Speaking of which, yeah, this is a great way to That's, talk about beer number two. Did you call this beer lovely and perfect before? <clears throat> Me? Yeah. Me? I think you I called it lovely. I think it was lovely. I do think it's lovely, but it's, it's doing a neat thing where it's clearly a coffee stout, but it's it tastes like it's back sweetened in some way, but in line with a coffee beverage. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. lactose. No, I don't think it is though. It's 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 as if no, they I'm I'm so, asking. Like I'm not saying that I'm getting that. I'm asking. Oh no, no. So what I what I'm getting is it's it's surreal because it's something I've never actually had, I don't think. But I remember at some point in the 70s, my mom adding drops of sweetener instead of powder. You know what I mean? Like mm. sweet and low in a squeeze bottle kind of situation. It's purely visceral, but it's it's a sweetness that I think only in my head exists in coffee. Right. Because where else would you put drops of sweet and low? But I just remember her putting drops of an artificial sweetener into coffee and it becoming a sweetness of coffee. And this is evoking that memory in me. And I wasn't drinking coffee when I was four years old. So maybe Mm -hmm. I stole a sip of her coffee, but the minute I started drinking, I was like, okay, it's a stout. Okay. It's a little sweet. Oh, there's definitely coffee in it. And the Mm -hmm. sweetness is coffee sweetness, not, not, confection or all the other things we sweeten stouts with these days right it's it tastes like the appropriate sweetness for a coffee does that do you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. yes yeah <laughs> yeah 
there there's something about this and I, I know i've used this note before when we've been talking about flavored coffees or hazelnut or french vanilla and stuff when it comes up none of that is in this right but there's something that tastes like a convenience store house blend to me mm. in this where it's been on the burner for a little bit like the beans are a little little robust like it, they're, they're at that point where they could go into full burnt but there's almost like a caramelized sugar to it. Um, you know, everything got just like that, that nice little, that nice little char or that nice little burst of heat that caramelized some sugars off of it, but it, without the addition of additional sugar to it, but this tastes like a house blend of, I don't know, like a Dunkin' Donuts or something like that to me. <laughs> Heather? Yeah. I mean, I hate Dunkin' Donuts coffee. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't stoop it to that level, but, uh, but no, I, I, I'm even wondering, cause I, I, you know, that sweetness is really interesting. Yeah. I'm wondering, this might sound a little left field, but like maybe something like a touch of like Belgian candy sugar to maybe. give it a Bro, little bit of that. That's, that's that sort of thing that I'm saying. Like it, it, it gets that roast where, or it gets that, yeah. like that burst of heat where something is caramelizing. Yeah. Well, there right is there is dark accurate. there is dark candy sugar, John. Like they could have. No, you know what's funny is the more I'm I just... sip on it, the less. And I know this is so fucking subtle as a difference, but the more I sip it, it it moves more into the the porter side of my brain than the stout. Like the first sip was oh stout, and now as I drink, it's like oh maybe it's a coffee porter if anybody still makes those and identifies them as such. But mm -hmm. I think it's I think. There's a little bit of that tanness that shows up. Yeah. Like if we're if we're talking color, uh, color in the mind, this yeah. is it. It does have yeah. a little bit of like that tanness, uh, yeah. tawny on a, on a head. Yeah, oh. yeah. I gotta yeah. say too. Leathery. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta point know. out. I, I, I personally get really bummed when I drink a coffee beer that goes to the the peppery side, like green pepper. You mean? It, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, the I, bell I, pepper. It's it's hard. It's hard to make a coffee beer and not have that. Like I feel like I've, you know, had some coffee beers that I've made Do you go feel in that like direction. This has that? No, that's what, okay, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because like, I'm not getting I, that. I'm at calling all. that yeah. out as yeah. like, yeah, that's really great. They did it and they didn't get that green peppery thing, which is awesome. I I I, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, I like mm -hmm. it. It's a, I think it's a pretty, uh, pretty comma good. <laughs> version of a coffee porter coffee stout um it, it's yeah. what's funny is what's funny is i now want to because it also i don't know i know that caffeine doesn't have a taste but i feel like this is a lot of caffeine in this beverage as i as i'm sipping on it i feel like i'm getting i'm getting the i still have the little pink hue to my cheeks from the double dales and now I'm getting a little <laughs> adrenaline search. You know what I mean? And and the, the two of these together. This, that's all what right, I'm saying. All right. New plan. The two of these together plan. could be new the plan. future of we're gonna, we're not gonna do an Uber. We're gonna run to the that's sands right. in Bethlehem. Exactly. <laughs> Get on my bike, John. I'll pedal. Um yeah, I feel you got I those little like, bars on the back wheel. I can just stand behind you. I I, I feel like my hands Justin, on your waist, 78 I feel like West. Justin Kennedy is Here we go, the motherfucker. exact buzz of monster dales. 
Um, <laughs> That's what I was going for here. These first two. So days. the other thing about this, the other thing about this that couldn't be obfuscated, <laughs> the other thing about this that couldn't be obfuscated is it's in one of those black cans, which right, I've right. only ever seen from um, Revolution. Or at least the, the top is black, which I yes. guess would go cool on a silver can. But um, who was who are the guys we had on the show actually oh, had on tasting their beer? Old Irving, yes. Yeah, yeah so, but Revolution in Chicago does that as well. Okay, I think that's a. I, I've now, I've now, I hadn't seen that can before Old Irving three weeks ago, and now I'm seeing it again. So I'm assuming it's an Old Irving beer. Ah. But uh, but if they snuck their way onto another show, <laughs> I'm gonna start to think Justin and them are in cahoots. No, um, not from them. All right, so let's do the reveal. I'm drinking. I'm drinking this. Oh, this is yeah. This is just this is so fun in the coffee way. I think it's just an after dinner beer, right? Like, all right, dinner's done. Let's try that coffee beer. I I don't know. This this is going to be one of those I think like niche festival beers where you were talking before about like fests and music things and things like that. But like, this would be one of those where you're at the the coffee beer festival and everything starts to taste the same and then the the one friend that you trust that you see once a year at events like this is like have you tried and then fill in the blank whatever this is going to be irving's coffee yeah, ex- exactly and then you get really <laughs> excited and you go and you taste it and you're like that's why i like to see this person one time a year because they right. get me um yeah heather what um, about you yeah where are you drinking this yeah, we're drinking this yeah no so you know i think the, the after dinner thing kind of got me but like yeah, I, I would love to be at like maybe a nice Italian restaurant. We just finished dinner. They have <sighs> this on the menu. They're serving it with like some really excellent ice cream or tiramisu or like uh, maybe not tiramisu. That's a little too chocolate no, no. Uh, coffee, coffee, yeah. but like some sort of really nice dessert. Like a flan. And you're drinking yeah. this Ooh. beer with it. Yeah. Creme brulee and this. Yeah. I love yeah. it. And Heather, I'm coming back around to your, your, dark belgian candy sugar edition because i think i think you're definitely right the more i sit on this um and i think i think yeah like justin, like you were saying like justin you son of a bitch creme brulee but what, what? Is, it, is it monster it's funny you guys are dancing all around this this is from half acre also in chicago so you mentioned revolution mm. and so uh, clearly one <laughs> chicago has like the market a on lot the of black, black cans. <laughs> like yeah <laughs> so john, i guess i guess i number can't two, jump number two anymore, you son of a bitch safely jump to chicago augie <laughs> this is a 10 percent abv Fuck justin we have you. another show Justin, <laughs> I, and it's a Sunday recording. You, can, you can't John, get I, I promise, up on a Sunday. I promise we're going downhill from here. No, <laughs> you said that last time, and we went from nine to ten. No, I think downhill means that we're going to dissolve <laughs> going by the end of the next show. I don't think he's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it easier on you. I think it's just gonna keep ramping up. It was nine ten, <clears throat> Justin. I swear to God, if you picked an eleven and twelve for the next two shows. Fuck you, Justin. God, no, no, no. God love you for the planning and the execution of the whole thing. The thoroughness. Um, Although I really do like the the. I would bet you if, I would bet you if this is a ten percent alcohol beer, it started as a twenty percent alcohol beer and then it became half coffee. Um, let's say the name of it. This is Half Acre Big Hugs. 
uh, big imperial hugs. Yeah, big hugs. This, big hugs. This, this is the type of beer where after you finish this pint can that you sent of us uh, <laughs> sent to us, Justin. Um, that's all I want to do is just go hug everybody. I want to say that's like, right? Yeah, this is the big hugs. This is the big hugs. This is the thirteenth year they've brewed this beer. Um, oh, let's hot sink our our widgets together that, through a big that hug. Bit, that bit of art on the side with the coffee cup does it talk about coffee you know i can't read this small print. No, that this must be a local coffee roaster yeah dark matter it's not uh dunkin donuts it's dark matter coffee it's and then there's like there's a picture partner. of a cat that's clearly deceased <laughs> i think it's being here. pickled john i'm not sure the cat is being pickled 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 <laughs> So there's a cat. There's the, a Bengal tiger. Is that the cat you guys are Bengal, talking no, about? No, and then there and then there's there's like clearly like Another a house Bengal cat, tiger. like a tabby house cat in pink and purple, that is right. on its being back hugged. That looks like that being looks hugged. like it's yeah. it's died. It looks like it's been murdered by this tiger. I thought the tiger was hugging it. Anyway. Okay, I have to tell you All about right. your your childhood hamster. It didn't actually go to a farm. They called this uh, they called this a ten percent session stout. Fuck Wait, you, hamster. Fuck you. <laughs> well, that's because when you're fucking done with it, you're gonna be so wide awake. You need to have four more beers. <laughs> really quick, here's the thing, because. Uh, Heather, you're you're a delight, and we need to have you back on the show. Yeah. But um, also, if you're a brewer on the East Coast and you like hops, yeah. uh, call Heather. And, and oh, more, I, th- yeah. I think the I think the best I think the best self branding Heather did there was calling out the uh, Belgian candy sugar notes in this. I think I think you can trust us, guys. You can trust her palate. She knows what she's talking about. <laughs> um, no doubt. And good on you. It's, I'm glad to see this. I don't know why. I I guess it's just. My, my my fucking curmudgeonliness, but going from six points to Guinness felt th- this feels. I, I like this on you. I like you. I like you doing hops. You know what I mean? I, not that I was like, Thanks, oh, Augie. Heather went to Guinness, but you know what I mean? I was like, wait, from tiny little brewery right down the street to fucking Guinness? That's a big right. jump. <laughs> to, this to, feels, paying her, I mean, to, to paying her. To be, well, to be fair, and, you know, yeah. bills, to be fair but, uh, six point was, was never really that little, but. Yeah, yeah, fair I enough. Mean, we... Fair enough. But our little <laughs> corner of it was you. You know yeah, that. You yeah. know that this, the six point I envision is not the six point the rest of the world it envisions. Exists. I just, I don't, I, I don't even One see of the largest like, contract. I don't imagine packaging. Yeah. I don't imagine packaging those. So that little six point place where Heather was brewing with, with Mild Brewer Pete and a whole bunch of other very cool people back, back, back in the day, yeah. just did kegs like th- th- those cans you all think about and people think is six point beer was never six point beer it was it was always always just draft. Wow. yeah well so to be you fair if I, mean. I can if i can shout yeah. out like um huh. after i left they did start um having a mobile canner come in and so they were canning beer that was brewed at that facility mobile can what was the name of the they- <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure heart. it was Brian Cass. It was yeah, I'm pretty sure. Hey, um, if you want, if you uh, want to donate to us, it's, it's, if you want to anyway, say, oh God. It, go on. Sadly, sadly, <laughs> no one that I ever worked with at Six Point is still there. Like everybody, kind of 
even Shane went to Guinness. <laughs> well, yeah, no. After uh, Six Point became a part of artisanal brewing ventures, um, but like mm-hmm. the, the the brewers at the Red like the Red Hook Brewery for Six Point is like it's it's just a beast. Like the brew house is just the worst, literally the worst. Mm-hmm. And the space is so tiny. But like I was so proud of those guys in that space after I left cranking out some amazing beers, getting them canned. Like I, I I'm really proud of the fact that like, like a lot of legacy breweries in New York city, people have gone on to do some really cool things. So like my really good friend Kier is now at Alewife. He's cranking out some great beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, my buddies, Jack and Mikey and JD um, started a brewery called uh, return brewing. They're building space in Hudson Valley. They're making some dope beers. Uh, my buddy, Johnny Osborne is doing his own branding brewery thing out of Alewife. Um, it, it, it's really cool to see people that <laughs> went yeah. through the same trauma I did trying to <laughs> brew in that brew house, like going on to do some really, really yeah. incredible things. Yeah, Keir, I, you, awesome. you're right. I definitely I had a tour of Alewife with Kier actually last time Strumke was in town. And cool. he is so proud and so at home and doing such cool shit in that space and you're right it didn't even occur to me the back you know coming from those roots and having those wonderful new toys at his disposal must be great for his brain anyway all right so come on now we're just babbling moving on (laughs) Uh, kennedy do you have a letter yeah i got a very timely letter Okay. Okay. So this comes from Charlie Chess Muffler, <laughs> Chucky Chess Muffler. <laughs> Chucky Chess Muffler. He says, <clears throat> he says, please tell me you all already have an upcoming episode planned with Evan to share meat stories over black glasses. This needs to happen. Rip meatloaf. Oh, can I read the greatest um, email that I've ever gotten? Wait, 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 wait. You can't ask because it really, like, I was so delighted. But, um, <laughs> But I I think the good news for us and for you is I think I that think episode exists. This. I think if you go listen to the my birthday exist. episode to the birthday listen, episode part two. Yeah. Listen to the second installment of my birthday episode where just really fucking drunk me, John, Hillary from Rabbit Hill and Evan talk about meatloaf for about meat. 45 minutes. Talk about meat. <laughs> Right for, for forty five minutes. The, because here's the thing: all of the times that I hung out with Evan, I always knew that he opened for meat, but didn't actually know a lot of the stories. And you know, I'm always curious about what happens behind the scene. And I swear to God, I swear to God, Evan did not disappoint. He tells a story about a shirt cannon that is probably <laughs> one of the greatest stories that I've ever heard. So go, yeah. But, but I'll, so, I'll link to the episode in the in the description here. I thought okay, I put cool. it out on our on our Facebook page as well on, on the morning up. The day it happened. But here's the thing. So on Friday, hours after Meatloaf uh, passed away, I got an email from Weber Grills of all things, yeah. and it <laughs> says, "Dear John, email." It Dear says, John email. "Our sincerest apologies," and this is the actual text of the email. Dear John, it's, I've seen it. I know this morning you received our weekly recipe of the week email, which is sent to you every Friday. In today's email, we highlighted a grilled meatloaf recipe. (laughs) At the time we shared this recipe with you, we were not aware of the unfortunate passing of American singer and actor, Mr. Marvin Lee, also known as meatloaf. 
We want to express our deepest apologies for this oversight and for any offense this email may have caused. We send our condolences to Mr. Eddie's family and fans. Thank you for understanding the Weber family. So oh my after I'm reading this at my dining room table as I'm finishing up the workday and I am in tears laughing at the absurdity of this email, the very first thing I do is forward it to Evan Watson. Of course. The second so thing I do the is forward it do. to Augie Carton. And then <laughs> the third thing I do is take wait, it to who, social what media. What do I immediately write back? What do I immediately write back? Can in you read my e response? Yes. In this email chain, it comes through. <laughs> Augie says, sweet baby Jesus, you won a lottery. I wonder where we could enter. Seriously, good on you. Can I send this to Evan? And I responded <laughs> to Augie saying, oh, I sent him to, I sent this to him first. <laughs> Evan responds to me by saying, this is amazing. <laughs> and then he says, as another recent casualty once tweeted, <laughs> as another recent casualty once tweeted, my father was brutally murdered a week ago. And it's only now that I can look back and laugh. Norm McDonald. I had no idea Weber girls were meta comedians. <laughs> so, oh. so side note, speaking of Evan Watson. Go on. Not, not, not meat or meatloaf, but Evan Watson uh, throws a killer St. Patrick's Day party. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Out to Evan. oh yeah. I, I Evan, am, Evan will microdose you the widgets if you if you ask me. I, I am afraid for my life of that that party. <laughs> like I can't get through a regular Tuesday with Evan without a scar. Mm -mm. I uh, we've seen it. I don't think I don't think I should uh, should show up to that party. I've heard that party is insane though. Um, was, all right, we gotta go, guys. Yeah. All right, ah, we gotta go. Jesus, all right. See, Heather, you kept us babbling way over our forty minute limit. Uh, Patreon.com <laughs> slash steal yeah, thanks this for beer. coming out. Send us an email cast... at steal this beer podcast at gmail.com and uh, follow yeah. us on all of the Facha Libres at uh, Facha Libro and steal this beer uh, <laughs> com. Uh, you ever dance with the devil in the pale moon? <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, get at us.